Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. So first, uh, one piece of business I got to take care of. Caution. Wet floor. Brett's tears. Funny. Brandon. Brandon got made fun of last week by Josh during the announcements. I got made fun of this week. There's only one conclusion. Josh Stevens is a bully. <laughs> church discipline. We don't do this often, but we're going to do a public church discipline. <laughs> no, no, no. Praise the Lord for Josh. I'll let him make fun of me. It's true. It's not even... All right. I didn't cry that much last service. I'm already crying more than I did last service. I don't know. I think it... That's definitely allergies pick up in the afternoon. Uh, but uh, good morning, church. Uh, good morning, graduates. Uh, good morning to everyone who is now recognizing that, oh, man, Pastor Brett's preaching today. Uh, so it's okay. You can leave now. I won't be offended. Uh, it's fine. I'm no doctor, pastor, Mr. Alan Shelby. Uh, but if it does make you feel better, I have a four-year accredited Art degree. So, something. And, uh, but, man, all right. But praise the Lord, because I, I can do this. I can do this. I got to pump myself up. I can do this, because all we are is uh, exegeting scripture. We're just exposing truth that God's already given up to us, and, and even I can do that. So, we're going to do that in the morning. We're going to do that in the evening. Uh, this evening, we're going to do that Wednesday evening. Uh, we're going to cover the book of Habakkuk. And, uh, Man, I just got to say, praise the Lord for all the people behind the scenes. Uh, praise the Lord for the booth. Uh, I gave them my slides last minute. Uh, there's already a slide that, uh, that's wrong. I, typos. I, can't, I even had people edit it. But I, I, just, I put so many typos and handouts and slides that you can't possibly extract all of them. And, and so, but that's okay. Uh, uh, let's pray. I need to pray. I need to pray. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Okay, let's pray. Uh, Lord, man, uh, I get so nervous, I get so scared, I get so silly. Uh, I know you've cut me away from my flesh. But man, I know how strong my flesh is, and it gets in the way of every aspect of my life. And so I just pray that it gets out of the way today, that I just let your words flow out of my mouth, uh, and that we can just pour into your word. We love you and thank you in Christ's name. Amen. <laughs> so, uh, I had another plan. Uh, we weren't going to do Habakkuk today. But uh, a month ago, I, I, go, I grab my computer. Uh, I go grab some digital files. I uh, know, so the older generation can be like, well, that's your problem. Put it on the computer. Uh, I open the file up. There it is. It's there. Everything's there. Uh, except everything I added to it. Uh, so, I was in a LFBI children's and youth ministry class, and I... So the juices started flowing for, for today, this Sunday. So I start writing notes in the back page. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know where they went. They're just not there. Like everything else is there, but, but man. So uh, the pages are gone. Uh, and, and so again, here's your, here's your second opportunity. You know, this sounds like a train wreck of a Sunday. Uh, Brett lost his notes. Uh, so you can leave. Uh, again, I, w- I won't be offended, uh, but also, you know. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Uh, uh, 
but it's going to be good because I was studying Habakkuk for the parenting conference, and Habakkuk's got three chapters, and this is three services, and I was thinking, well, Lord, obviously those notes I took, those were just apparently meant for me. Uh, they weren't meant for other people. Uh, they were probably bad. Uh, so, so, man, uh, we, 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 no, no sense in recreating the lost documents. And, and so here we are, a three-day study through the tr- three chapters uh, of Habakkuk. And, and, and man, just it's, it's keep coming, keep coming. You, you'll see that the, the notes are, are longer than normal. They're bigger than normal. That's because the notes carry into tonight. The notes carry into Wednesday. Bring your notes back. Also, uh, in between all that, in between this service and, and tonight, we have a deacon meeting, and we also have a VBS meeting uh, in this room at, at 1230. So, so man, let's just, let's just stay at church all day long. Uh, uh, the deacons get lunch, so we'll raid them afterwards. Uh, and and so, so, so here we are, uh, and we're in Habakkuk. And, and I, I, you know, if you can't make it back, try your best to fill out the blanks. And you can come back next Sunday, and we can grade your homework assignment and see if you got the blanks right. Uh, but by the end of the Wednesday, I'm excited. By the end of the Wednesday, you'll have all your blanks filled out. Uh, we're going to be introducing two new books uh, to give to our kids. One other uh, new-to-us books. Uh, and, and, and man, so at, at the end of the day, you'll have a handout, you'll have three brand new small books. So, so, so I may not give you a good sermon, but I am going to give you lots of stuff uh, if, if you come. And, and you know, we're a generation that likes stuff, so just keep coming back. Uh, but so here we are in Habakkuk. Why, why Habakkuk? I, I, I don't even know how to spell Habakkuk. Uh, well, why a minor prophet for our grads? Well, well, first off, grads like to ask questions. And in Habakkuk, Habakkuk asks two specific questions, uh, and, and, and as he should. And like Habakkuk, our young people are kind of tired of, of man's tradition. And they just, he's got questions about it, about questions about what man is doing. And praise the Lord, our, our current generation, our Gen Zers, they're kind of moving on from some of the silly things that we've done before them. And, and they realize how big a hypocrites we are. And so, so, so man, we're in here just because... We want to see how Habakkuk addresses God. And two, uh, we want to see how Habakkuk dealt with a time frame where, where the world just simply moved on from God. Uh, and, and man, I, I feel like that feels a lot like 2023. And, and man, we all know man's way is trash. And, and so we're going to see it here. Uh, and we're going to look at the Lord's way. So let's look at Habakkuk to help guide our, our steps. So, so Habakkuk, he was a prophet. Uh, the book dates back to the early 1600s B.C., or not 1600s, 600s B.C. So I put a range of 626 to 607 B.C. because I want to say 607 B.C., but I can't say that with 100% certainty. Uh, but, and we have to remember, we're in a time frame where the calendar moves backwards, right? So, so it's, in, it's in 607 B.C. Uh, and, and what book of the Bible did, did Pastor Allen just finish preaching? Oh, man, look at all these good students about to graduate. Daniel, exactly. Uh, Well, Daniel takes place, so Habakkuk 607. Daniel takes place in 607 to 534 B.C. So that's exactly why I wanted to study Habakkuk, because Habakkuk is the prequel to Daniel. Uh, Daniel started as a young man, a grad, so to speak, uh, and then he finished his course as an older man, ready to just be tossed into the lion's den. It's like, so, so man, how do we get here? What led up to Daniel being beloved by the Lord? 
what led up to Daniel with a world falling apart around him being able to respectfully disagree with King Nebuchadnezzar and, and other leaders. How was he part of the world while also keeping the Lord first in his life and keeping his testimony clear? Uh, man, man not, he wasn't just like hiding in the corner. He, he was in the world, in the world so much that his testimony, man, helped lead King Nebuchadnezzar to the Lord. And, and, and so, you see, Daniel could follow many paths, right? When, when Daniel, Daniel entered the world, he had three pretty obvious choices. He had the one, I could follow the lusts of the world, the lusts of Babylon. He could choose that. That example was, was for him to see. He, that, that was a way he could go. Uh, he could also choose the path of the church, so to speak, in his time. Uh, the people of Judah uh, and their wicked king. They weren't so hot either, right? Uh, or Daniel could choose the path of God, which we're going to see in Habakkuk, that, that, that this different walk. Uh, and, and, and man, ultimately, we, we know what path Daniel chose. So let's study this book and, and see the foundation of those decisions that Daniel made. And, and, and here, at the very beginning, at the very beginning, it starts with a burden. I mean, it's not, uh, hello, Lord, how you doing? It just... Habakkuk just immediately cries. He questions God. Chapter 1, verse 1. The burden which Habakkuk the prophet did see, O Lord, how long shall I cry, and thou wilt not hear? Even cry unto uh, them of violence, and thou wilt not save. Why dost thou show me iniquity, and cause me to hold grievance? For spoiling and violence are before me, and there are that raised up strife and contention. Therefore the law is slack, and judgments doth never go forth. For the wicked doth compass about the righteous. Therefore wrong judgment proceedeth. So Habakkuk cries, because Judah's defeated. The Chaldeans have come in. Babylon. And Habakkuk must be like, Lord! Literally, in 600 years, the Messiah... He's called the Lion of Judah. We are Judah. He's going to be born from our tribe. So protect us. Protect the Messiah. Protect your son. And Habakkuk feels God doesn't hear him as Babylon's powers grows. Why are the righteous beaten down? Why, God, do you seem to be inactive? Why are you allowing me to see this? What is my move? What do I do? I want us to see the beauty of these cries. Habakkuk didn't go cry to himself. He didn't go cry to his parents. He didn't cry to the whole world on social media. Habakkuk had an honest question, and he goes to the most trusted source, God the Father. And so this is point number one. You must seek God. You must turn to the very words of God. And praise the Lord, Habakkuk does that. He, he's acting out Psalms 55, 22. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Graduates, you know this. You know this verse. Parents, you know this. We, we, we all know this verse. And grads, I, I, I'm sorry we demonstrate it to you so poorly. The promise and the, the, the truth in this promise. What if, before every conversation, online or in person, 
we acted out 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God and the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Man, sometimes I hate Bible verses that use words like it, every. I'm just like, ah, oh, he didn't even leave me one loophole. Uh, jerk move, God. Uh, but this does bring us to point number two. It starts with you. I know the world revolves around you anyway, so it starts with you. It may not necessarily be your fault, but it is your responsibility to respond to God. Don't speak to the world until you've gotten into the Word. Don't post about people until you've prayed and are ready to walk in the Spirit. And don't consume content without a connection to the church. We need fellowship. We need accountability. Those are your tools. The Word of God, the Holy Spirit, and the local church. And so, man, like Alan said, it's a mental health crisis. Man, my mind is whack. Well, just actually, spiritually, are you taking advantage of the three tools? You know, our, our emotions are wonderful things. They're given us to us from God. Depression can be a beautiful thing. Anxiety can be a beautiful thing. They're check engine lights. They're just like, hey, something's wrong. Do something. My life's a mess. Well, I've been going to church. No, okay. My life's a mess. Well, I've been in the Word of God. No, well, okay. My life's a mess. Have, have, do I pray or have any, any inkling to walk in the Spirit? No, well, okay. Well, start there. Start there. And, and so I'm going to be making this vow to you guys. I, I'm going to start waking up 30 minutes sooner every day to make sure that I give the first moment of every day to the Lord. I currently text Pastor Allen's prayer diary to a small group of guys. And so, man, if, if you want to be in on that, just hit me up afterwards. Uh, and I don't know why texts work so well uh, over social media. They just do. Uh, and, 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 man, because ultimately it's, it's your responsibility to respond to God, like we said. But, but I am here to help. I'm here to help. And next... God responds to Habakkuk's Christ. Verse 5, Behold ye among the heathen in regard and wonder. So, little known fact. I was in speech class till 7th grade. Uh, I think they just graduated me before I could actually say my arse. Um, and uh, I have a high roof of my mouth. I got a tongue tie. And my tongue just can't get up there. Uh, but that's okay. Well, 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 praise the Lord. Uh, for I will work and work in your days, which ye will not believe, thou it be told you. For lo, I raise up the Chaldeans, that bitter and hasty nation, which shall march through in the breadth of the land and possess the dwelling places that are not theirs. They are terrible and dreadful. Their judgment and their dignity shall proceed of themselves. Their horses are also swifter than leopards. That's fast. Uh, and more fierce than the evening wolves. And their horsemen shall spread themselves. And their horsemen shall come from afar. And they shall fly as the eagle that hastes to eat. They shall come all for violence. Their faces shall sup up as the east wind. And they shall gather the captivity as the sand. 
and they shall scoff at the kings, and the princes shall be scorned unto them, and they shall deride every stronghold. They shall keep dust and take it. Then shall his mind change, and he shall pass over and offend, imputing this his power unto God. This is tough. God allows the bitter, hasty, terrible, dreadful, swift, fierce, violent Chaldeans to take over. Hollywood copies this story all the time. My favorite thing, Star Wars. It's just a straight rip-off of the Bible, especially The Mandalorian. Season 3, it just happened. And, and the, the Mandalorians, they, they've never had their act together. Uh, they're not Jedi. They're not Sith. They're like, what's the Force? Don't know, don't care. I just got awesome armor, and, uh, and that's all that matters. Uh, and they're always in some sort of civil war between each other's clans, but, but they're like, come on. Seriously? Seriously? The evil empire is going to take us out? Man, this is not the way. And they're, you know, come on, Lord. And so this is Habakkuk's Christ. It's the same with Habakkuk. He watches the transition from a good king, Josiah, to Josiah's sons, his wicked son. Uh, his sons that literally got in the habit of continually burning the words of Jeremiah uh, given by God. And, and, and so Habakkuk knows that Judah has its issues. But, but really, we're talking about the Chaldeans? You're going to let the Chaldeans take us over? And, and so, sounds like Hollywood. Sounds a lot like when Rome took Jerusalem. Sounds a lot like 2023. And, and God said that he would be quick. He said, you won't believe it, even though I tell you. We're proud Americans. We're in the same way. America, born in the new Philadelphian church age. The Bible doesn't say a bad word against the, the new Philadelphian church age. Man, we're awesome. But we become the Laodicean church age. Uh, a lukewarm people where nothing good is spoken of the church. Ultimately, the church fails. And praise the Lord, rapture comes soon. But, man, the church failed. And they, they wouldn't even have believed it. They wouldn't even have believed it. They're like, man, we're awesome. But it happened. Jesus gave a similar warning 600 years ago after Habakkuk, or 600 years after Habakkuk, 2,000 years before today, Matthew 23, 36. He said, Verily I say unto you, all these things shall come upon this generation. He was talking to the Pharisees, the Sadducees, a generation of vipers, religious leaders. They honored the dead prophets. They respected the Old Testament. They knew it. But yet they were living, murdering the living prophets. They were, they were murdering John the Baptist. They would go on to murder the apostles and deacons and, and Christ himself. And, and, and. But yet we see that Christ wasn't that really concerned about the details. He trusted the Father and knew that everything would fall into place. So let's focus on our generation, or the current generation, Generation Z. And, and, and what's the solution? Well, we read it. Is in Habakkuk 1.11, the only solution. Then shall his mind change. That's where we see it. We also see this in Romans 12.2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Another verse we all know, but we often ignore when it's not convenient. Or we bring it about when we need to use it on someone else. 
Oh, my wife, she needs to be transformed. I mean, you do. <laughs> my kids, they need to be transformed. But, you know, me, Mr. Got It Together. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Luke. I think Luke laughed. At, that was a, like, yeah, you agreed with me. Yeah, no. But this brings us to point number three. Don't judge other people's overt sins while you're ignoring your own covert sins. I don't think you want to amen that. Man, don't judge other people's overt sins and ignore your own covert sins. My sins, I'm like the black ops. I sin, I'm in, I'm out, no one even knew. That's a, but your sins, oh man, I know those. I'm going to judge those all day. But no, that's what we can't do. 1 Corinthians 11.31 For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. Man, I wake up every day, see my family. It's great. I go to work. First person I see is Brian Robinson. I'm going to start doing this to him. I, just, I feel like I need to start doing this. So I'm going to see him. I'm going to be like, guess how I sinned yesterday. Just get, No more covert sins. Just going to be excited about Telling them, uh, no, I shouldn't be excited about sinning, but uh, but definitely uh, probably would work if we did that more often in life. But it's easy to compare ourselves with others. It's easy to look at Judah and say, "Well, we better than the Chaldeans," but that's not our standard. Our standard is Christ. So instead of judging every little detail of the impossible tasks, from our teachers to a White House. Man, judge the two-by-four in your own eye. Judge your own house. If you see a problem, be a fireman, not just a fire alarm. We've got enough fire alarms in America. Fire! 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 Great, cool, great. Anyone go do anything about it? We don't need fire alarms. Well, they're good. They're needful. But, man, we need more firemen. Uh, and there's so few that will actually step up and put out the fire. As Alan says, add function to dysfunction. Man, bring a solution to the problem. Now, I'm sorry, Gen Z. Like, we'll, we'll do a brief history lesson. We have given you a dumpster fire. There's one generation that was so great that they literally called themselves the greatest generation. Oh, yeah, very humble, I know. Uh, and they were great. They fought World War II. Like, that's awesome. They fought racism. But immediately followed them was also the silent generation. So while we're ending racism of Jews in Germany, we've got so much racism at home that people were silent over. The next generation, the boomers. Okay, boomer. Man, the Woodstock generation. They experimented a lot. <laughs> they experimented so much that the divorce rate doubled overnight. Good job. High five. Yay. Whew. It's rough. And then we got Generation X. You know, they say they want to stick it to the institution. Government sucks. Uh, guess what? Church also sucks. Oh, great. Right. Thanks, guys. Way to be a part of the team. Uh, then there's me, the millennial. 
the McDonald's generation. I want things fast. Uh, if if there's any, even if there's just like if something like little, if there's a little challenge, just set me off. You know, we we tend to be jerks, the millennials. And, I'm not a jerk. You calling me a jerk? Who said it? Who said they got that? Dean! Sorry. I was looking at Mr. Frost. And like, hey, hey. Uh, you don't agree when I call myself a jerk, all right? I'll see you after class. That, I don't know if I added any millennials in. We'll see. And, and so, so, man, here you are, Gen Z. We left you with a, a great hand. I mean, it is awesome. You should thank us. Uh, and, and so here we go. Look at that. Truly first try. So obviously, Gen Z, this fire matters to you. It matters. High inflation, high interest, debt, drugs, senseless killing. The church has left the word of God. This matters. But, but, but what do you do about it? Do you just look at it? Well, would you look at it? <laughs> you just say, you know, I should post posts about this. Maybe I can get some likes and attention. This would be good. You know, it might even be cool to like squad photo with it. Like, yeah, yeah. Generation suck. We're the greatest. Or, 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 or maybe, maybe you just uh, maybe you want to leave it for someone else. I mean, really, does Gen Z do anything for themselves? Like, are they capable of actually doing anything? I don't know. Uh, they tell me they're, they're not. Uh, and so you just, you just leave the problem for someone else to fix. Or, or, or maybe, maybe you're, you're waiting. You're waiting. You need, you need someone else to develop an opinion about this first, preferably someone famous. And then, and then once they kind of come up with a couple lines or th- drop a few facts, you're like, bet. I can use that. Oh, that's a good argument. I'll use that. Or maybe you just like to see the world burn. You love chaos. And you're just like, you know, you're just like, you know what? Yep. Okay, boomer. And you just you're just a gaslighter. And you want to make it bigger. And so what this fire represents, it it represents the sin from, from all the generations, right? And the only thing that can put this fire out is the blood of Jesus. My sister called me uh, just, man, a week or two ago. And uh, she just got done crying. Uh, She was, I don't have very many spiritual conversations with her, so I'm just incredibly grateful. And she was just over it after the children were, were slaughtered in Texas. And she was ready to take every single gun out of your hand and melt it into scrap metal and just be done with this whole thing. And what should I have done, right? Am I supposed to go, hey, Kelly, guns don't kill people. People do. That's so senseless. How does that type of gaslighting point her to Christ? Man, to just clap back with human garbage 
human understanding, when we have the word of God, man, the only thing we need to do is point people to the word. And yet, I want to jump on some stupid political agenda. Man. At least you guys can go home to say, this sermon was lit. <laughs> Christian, do not put your head down. I, I am allowed to use the word lit. Do not be embarrassed for me. I am a mighty man of God with no self-esteem. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> I haven't had self-esteem since a child. Uh, where am I even at? Oh, yeah, hey, man, who needs it? Uh, man, just, man. Habakkuk is staring at a dumpster fire. And, and he's, he's got another question for God. Verse 12. Art thou not from everlasting? O Lord, my God, my Holy One, we shall not die. O Lord, thou hast ordained them for judgment, and O mighty God, thou hast established them for correction. Thou art of purer eyes than to behold evil, and thou canst not look on iniquity. Therefore lookest thou upon them that deal treacherously, and holdest thy tongue, when the wicked devour the man that is more righteous than he, and makest men as the fishes of the sea, as the creeping things that have no rule over them. They take up all of them with an angle. They catch them in their net and gather them in their drag. Therefore, they rejoice and are glad. Therefore, they're sacrificed unto their net and burn incense unto their drag because by them their portion is fat and their meat is plentiless. Shall they therefore empty their nets and not spare continually to slay the nations? It gets tougher. Man, this is a tough pill to swallow. Habakkuk asks for more clarity. He says, God, you're everlasting. You're the holy one. You're the judge. You're correct. You're pure. Yet the wicked devours the righteous. What gives? You're the creator of the fish and all that moves. How long will the world's leaders continually cast their nets into your sea and slay your people? The world is bad. And it will be till Christ restores it. He has the power to mend it. And we are sure that God governs the world. Man, and we're just trying to bring glory to Him. So we have to resolve to be better. After this second round of questioning, knowing the truth, wrestling with the truth, Habakkuk comes up to a conclusion before he even lets God answer. Man, women do this all the time. They have a problem. And just, just when you sense that she might just shut up, you're like, oh, I can give her the solution. And you're like, ah. And then she's like, Men do it more than women. I just like, we, man, we... Uh, we talk just so we can hear ourselves. Um, it, but here, it's awesome. He, he, he finds the answer for himself. 
This is the one verse we'll go into chapter 2. Chapter 2, verse 1. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower. I will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. We see Habakkuk's, why he has his name. It means embrace. One who embraces to clean. So here, Habakkuk chooses to watch and stand with the sovereign Lord. He chooses to wait, stay, and be silent and listen for the Lord. Habakkuk chooses the way of the Lord who corrects him. Habakkuk will be silent for chapter 2. And when he speaks in chapter 3, it's all about a prayer of praise. So man, is that your process? And I ain't only talking to the Generation Z today. Is this our process? I can tell you about my process. I, I don't get better. I get bitter. Iceberg, volcano, microwave, trampoline. I've mastered all four uh, ways to be angry. I can blow up real big and store it inside and blow up like a volcano. I can pop off really fast and often like a microwave. I can iceberg. I can give you the cold shoulder. Just ignore you. Or I can trampoline. You made me mad over here. And I'm going to trampoline to another area where you make me mad. Oh, you make me mad here too. And you make me mad here too. And I'm just spewing hate. I can do that. I'm really good at it. But that's not Habakkuk here. He didn't ask God these questions because he thought God was wrong and had to explain himself. He asked them because he knew he was wrong. He knew that he had to be corrected. So this is our next point. You must stand with God knowing you are the one in need of correction. Habakkuk invited God into his life. God, I don't understand what you're doing, but I know you're right in all things. Please speak to me. Please correct me. Habakkuk is all about the sovereignty of God. So grads, don't move from God is in control. Man, that childlike faith, it's so beautiful. And then life hits, and we get to make some of our decisions for ourselves, and we move to a place where it's like, I am in control. In your 20s, it's crazy. Your 20s are crazy. They're just crazy. I don't even know why we let people live in their 20s. Like, (laughs) you will most likely graduate again. You'll go from a job to a career. You'll go from your parents paying your phone bill to you paying for the phone bill, along with 37 other bills that you never knew existed. You'll go from your parents' basement to your own home, back to the basement for a season because life got rough, but then back to another home. You'll go from single to married. This normally happens in your 20s. It's crazy. Why do so many things happen in your 20s? You go from having zero dependents to two, three, four. Those are called children. Uh, And don't worry about kids. They're awesome tax credits. Like, they're amazing tax deductions. And all the grandparents in the room are saying, Oh, I remember when I used to get a tax return. Uh, it It was great. But as your responsibilities grow, you can't let your head grow. And so you've got to small yourself. You've got to stay humble and know that God is sovereign. With this small adjustment, you can avoid a whole lot of mess. And, and through my study, I, I saw this comparison between Habakkuk and Jonah. It's awesome. So I'll just go share it. Jonah, he, he, he was, he's called by God. 
But Habakkuk here, we see that he calls onto the Lord. Jonah, he ran from God. But Habakkuk runs to God. Jonah, we see prayer and trouble. With Habakkuk, we see prayer after trouble. Jonah, we see that the salvation of God to the Gentiles. With Habakkuk, we see the sovereignty of God to the Gentiles. And Jonah, we see he was in a whale. But Habakkuk was on a watchtower. Praise the Lord for Jonah. But don't ever go full Jonah. <laughs> he brought the word of God to Nineveh only after God had to literally kill him. All right? So, so let's, let's not go down that road. Uh, his mistake brought the well. And the well made him famous. Let's be honest. Like, I really think we should probably be teaching Habakkuk more than we do Jonah to our kids. Uh, but but the, the people in Nineveh are the real heroes. They repented from their wickedness. They turned away from their wickedness. And, and, and grads, I, I'm, I'm sorry for the dumpster fire of an example that we are at times. Man, we are Jonah so often. We fall short in the same manner that he did. But, but man, but you, this is a personal decision with you. If, if you want to worry about you and your rights and how everything affects you, and then the water is fine. You'll fit in perfectly to Laodicea. But if you want to worry about glorifying Christ, to put others before yourself by loving them enough to share the gospel. Above all else, do you really love someone if you don't share the gospel with them? Humble yourself. Ask questions. Be willing to be taught by even us, the old generations. Because it's your responsibility to teach others also. Habakkuk was dealing with a similar people, and he ran to God. He fully stood on uh, the word. And, and no matter what is going around you, God has the best for you. There's no safer place to be than the will of God. I can't stress how important that is. I want to quit my job weekly. Just, just being honest. Thanks for the job, though. Uh, but <laughs> I do want to quit it weekly. And uh, so I daily have to renew my mind. Uh, uh, I, I, I get in my flesh and I wonder, oh, if only Pastor Allen would tell me exactly what to do. If only God would tell me exactly what to do. If, man, if Allen could just write down all his struggles and burdens onto a nice little package, and that would help me with my daily prayer. Oh, he does. It's called the prayer diary. If only God would like package up his words like Ikea or Lego instructions that I could understand with clarity. Oh, he did. 66 books, in fact. Again, coupled with the Holy Spirit and the local church. So shame on me for being lazy. And then when I do put in the work, I get puffed up. I'm like, wow, I don't suck that bad after all. Uh, but man, I do suck. I suck at every aspect of this. My flesh sucks at leadership. It sucks at evangelism. It sucks at reading. It sucks at speaking. It sucks at presenting. It's like, I, like if you would have told younger me, yeah, you're going to be on stage talking to people using words, I'm going to be like, ah! Like, uh, amen. If you want to see how a Christian can be a Christian, but also walk in the flesh, go check out social media. You'll see tons of examples of it. 
But if you're here and you actually want to walk in the Spirit, if you want to be biblically burdened with the world, here's a key question for you. Can you, in a moment, wrestle with God, how this world is, and then take a stand on God's will? So let's start this today. And your handout is my correct phone number. This slide is not. But if you, want, if you need me to start texting you the prayer diary every morning to make sure that you get in the Word of God, text me. I've got a small group, a little network, and, and we'll just expand it. And because, man, we've got to go to the Word of God. I think we need to start in sports when we say, let's go! We need to just say, parentheses, Word of God. <laughs> to the Word of God. Uh, and, and, man, let's do that. Uh, I will pray as the praise team comes back up, uh, and then and we'll finish this service. Lord, I just thank you for this church. I thank you for all these generations. I thank you for Generation Z. I, 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 it breaks my heart, the condition of the world that we are handing over to them. But Lord, I, I know that we can be transformed. I know we can renew our minds. I know that we are not defined by Laodicea. And Lord, I just pray that these, these grads know that. They cling to you as Habakkuk did. And they just make sure that the blood of Christ is the answer. We love you and thank you in Christ's name. Amen.